3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: it's in this league with scott bogman and chris welsh 30
1: i'm on right now i don't believe you you boys in line
4: Welcome back, everybody. It's the Individual Defensive Podcast brought to you by In This League. We did skip Thanksgiving week. Sorry, we were trying to make it work. Just couldn't uh, get it all together. Uh, But we are back to talk some IDP. It's me, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm here with Gary Davenport, as always, at IDP Sharks on the Twitter machine. Uh, Gary, I know the weekend was rough and then good. You know, the Browns got a, a big win against the Bucks in overtime. Nick Chubb looked good. Uh, this week's going to be an interesting one for your Browns. So, like, are you looking forward to this? Are you dreading this? W- what is your, as a Browns fan, what is your outlook on the Browns this weekend?
5: Both. I'm looking forward to it and dreading it. I mean, purely from a football perspective, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I, it's going to be a circus, especially. For sure. It, it had Houston. to be in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll be glad to get it over with. My expectations for Watson are not especially. I mean, it's been almost two years since he took a meaningful snap. It's
4: unprecedented this.
5: Although, if you go back through the history of the quarterback position, at least guys that had a long layoff and then come back, they've got a pretty good track record of succeeding. Granted, like Mike Vick, it took him a little while to get back to where he, but he did get back to that spot. So. The Browns aren't going anywhere in 2022 anyway, which is disappointing. They should be better than four and seven. They really should.
4: The Steelers are four and seven. Yeah.
5: But, Um, you know, at this point you're playing for next year. And I think honestly, Cleveland kind of knew that going into this year that there was a pretty good chance 2022 was going to be a wash. So gear up for next year.
4: Yeah, exactly. So going to be an interesting week. That is uh, for sure. In terms of IDP, News, we have a little bit, a lot of injuries and stuff. Uh, Aaron Donald has an ankle sprain. Uh, Charles Harris, the defensive end for Alliance, Lions, was placed on IR, and they elevated uh, James Houston from the practice squad. He had two sacks on Thanksgiving. Uh, Russo, Edmonds, and Epinesa all practice and should be good to go for Thursday Night Football for the Bills. Aziz Ujulari uh, for the Giants was designated to return from IR. Devondre Campbell has missed four straight, and Chase Young Still not back, although they're saying he should be back this week, finally, right? Is, is this the week for Chase Young,
5: Gary? So they keep saying, we'll see. I don't, look, that Washington defense is playing well without him. They're quietly top 10 in a lot of categories, including team defense, fantasy point. I mean, Montez Sweat has been great despite not having young options. Kane and Allen
4: school. have been incredible, right? They've been it was
5: so good. It was it's certainly a good week if they could get Chase Young back because this is a big game for them against the Giants. you got two teams that are trying desperately. Not the team that loses that game is essentially toast in the division and just playing for a wild card. I mean, not that it's likely either of them would catch Philly anyway, but if you lose that game and get that fifth loss, then you're done so far as any aspirations of an a- NFC East championship. So it'd still
4: be a good game. It's crazy that all three wild cards right uh-huh. now are uh from the east the cowboys giants and commanders
5: we all picked the nfc east to be the best division in football of course we
4: did no one called them the nfc least ever so that's good yeah we've just been expecting that the this the entire time um yeah there's a lot of injuries too i mean a lot of little uh bangs and bruises christian harris um uh re-injured his shoulder eddie jackson with the foot left that didn't look good winfield Another in- ankle injury here. Andrew Booth out for the season with n- a knee. We saw CJ Gardner Johnson Lee with a rib injury. Darnell Savage, Ryan Neal, Antonio Hamilton, Xavier Woods, Nash and Ashton Davis all left as well. A lot of defensive backs hurt and uh, not a lot of other positions. But yeah, I'm um, not
5: I'm not confident. And it's a damn shame because Eddie Jackson was having such a great year. He really I would was. not I would not expect to see him out there against Green Bay this week. It didn't look good.
4: Yeah, it just there's um, you know, a lot a lot of uh more guys that are questionable than out, you know, um, that, that we'll see, which is annoying, uh, because you know, the defensive side of the ball gets less press coverage, which means we know less going in and then random guys get sat on Sunday, which is super, uh, obnoxious. But, um, was, was there anything, um, I, I guess what I want to ask you here, Gary is who, who have you changed your mind on the most? Now, you know, we're, Uh, At least two thirds of the way through the season here in terms of fantasy, you know, we've got the playoffs coming up uh, in two weeks here. So when you like look at the 10,000 foot view of IDP, uh, who has your opinion changed on the most good or bad? Either way, either this guy is really good. I didn't expect it or this guy fell off and I did not expect that.
5: Well, I, the most unexpected probably got to be Jonathan Owens, just because no one expected him to do a thing this year. I think he's got seven games this year with double-digit tackles, which is just ridiculous. Apparently, being engaged to Simone Biles makes you a better football player. <laughs> you, you know, you got to look at Max Crosby, Crosby. Crosby I mean, we good. we thought he was going to be good, but I don't think anyone expected. You know, Nick Bosa, Miles, for him to work his way into that, the elite first tier. So he
4: has almost 30 more points than the next highest scoring defensive lineman. It's Max Crosby at 134 and Brian Burns at 104.75, just in terms of uh, defensive lineman for fantasy. And I'm looking at fan track scoring. It's the normal, it's what we would call the high tackling normal scoring uh but he has been outstanding 10 and a half sacks you know he's in the uh double digits here bosa crosby burns garrett highsmith chris jones are there any linebackers or guys that only qualify yeah judon has 13 Carson has 30. 11 yeah so you know only what is that 10 11 guys
0: The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all
1: live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home, the place that's filled with memories the early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica
6: Empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Hey. In this league. Look at us.
4: Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not
1: me.
4: Thought with double digit sack numbers, and he has uh tackles to rack up 267. Oh, uh, yeah, that's tackles.
5: That's what really separates Crosby.
4: 50 yeah, he's 10 his, ahead of Wilkins, who is second yeah, his at his 57.
5: Tackle production has been just obscene this year, and then linebacker's been nothing but surprise. How many names are toward the top of the linebacker list that no one expected? A lot out. Gordon I mean, Brooks right. is
4: one, but after that, it's Rashawn Evans is two. Right. was, you know, not a surprise. He led last year. But then Franklin Bolton, Roquan down at six, Mosley at seven, Hicks over uh, Kendricks at eight. We talked about that before the season, how that was a possibility. Uh, Tranquil uh, up in the top ten is a surprise. Devin White at ten. Edwards at eleven and O'Karake at twelve. Nowhere do you see Shaq Thompson on that list? Right, you know, yes. and Micah Parsons is uh, you know, just in terms of scoring for IDPs eighteenth. You know, so he's just yeah, uh, Franklin,
5: O'Karake, guys like Michael Walker and Frankie Louvu and Rashawn Evans, and you know, as we Pete Werner was having an outrageous yeah. Smashing expectations before he got hurt. And then Caden Ellis stepped right in and started putting up the same numbers. I mean, he really at, did. Look at Caden Ellis and Jack Sanborn over the last month. It's just been ridiculous. Sanborn's the highest scoring linebacker in fantasy football over the last month. Caden Ellis is number two. And five that's weeks crazy. ago, five weeks ago, neither of those guys was rostered anywhere.
4: <laughs> um, I mean, that's true, especially Ellis. Ellis was a straight-up backup. Uh, What about defensive backs, Gary? I mean, we got Derwin at number one uh, in scoring. LeJarrius Sneed is second highest. We all had that, of course. Then it was Eddie Jackson, obviously, until this injury. Buda Baker, who has had a bad year, is still fourth in scoring. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson with six picks. Of course, he got hurt this week. Julian Love, Hufanga, Jonathan Owens, who you mentioned before, Brisker, uh, is ninth in scoring, and he missed last week. Harrison Smith at ten, Petrie at eleven, and Richie Grant as your top twelve here. So, um, you know, a mixed bag here, but like it always is, defensive backs mainly surprises, right?
5: Right, and you know, Hufanga's been kind of big play reliant. Yeah, Eddie Jackson. I mean, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson was the player this year that we thought Kevin Byard would be. Solid tackle numbers, some big plays. 80 tackles. In, top 80. 10 guy. That's kind of what I at least what I expected Bayard to do. And he just stole all his <clears throat> evil powers away from. Him. But defensive backs, I mean, like I said, Jonathan Owens legitimately surprised me because he was nowhere near the IDP radar heading into the season. I mean, some of those other guys you'd at least heard of, like I mentioned Hufanga before the season, this guy maybe to take a look at because that strong safety spot in San Francisco had shown some potential in the past. And I liked what I saw from Hufanga in the couple starts that he made last year, but Jonathan, Owens, I have to look, look up and see who Jonathan Owens is. And I'm supposed to be like an expert <laughs> at this stuff. So well, it's just, I kept waiting for season. it to, you know, cause he came out so just on fire. The first few weeks of the season, I'm like, ah, this ain't gonna last. It has, like I said, seven, I think, ten plus tackle games in ten. Or we also week. got
4: benched, and like when he got benched, I thought, all right, well, that's a wrap on Jonathan Owens, right? And then the next week, he was starting again and back up to those. Uh, yeah, it was just numbers. it was a
5: legitimately a one game deal. Lovey Smith just looked at him and said, "Well, you can't tackle Derrick Henry,"
4: and sat him down. And then as soon as they got past Tennessee, he was like, "All right, kid, you're back in there." So uh, let's see how many of these names you can get, Gary. Nine players, and we've just mentioned all of their names, uh, and I believe they're all linebackers. Yes, all linebackers. Nine players have uh, combined for 100 tackles. Derwin James has 99. So uh, 101 to 121, can you name the nine here that that have over 100 tackles this season?
5: Brooks. Yep. Yep, Evans.
4: Uh nope. Yes, yes. Really? Sorry. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's number one. One twenty-one. My bad. Uh, T.J. Edwards. Yes, one hundred and three. Jordan Hicks. Hicks is not in the top nine there.
5: Um, Zaire Franklin. Yep. Bobby O'Carroll.
4: Yep. At
5: 101. Um, oh, I'm gonna kick myself for missing.
4: <laughs> you missed a one, uh, two big ones and one surprise.
5: Um, okay, I'm blanking. I got six. All That's right. good enough.
4: Roquan. Yeah, I, don't oh, think yeah. I said Roquan. Mosley and Oh, Mosley. Bolton was the other one,
5: uh, with uh 104. So I liked Bolton coming in this year, and he definitely he finally, finally. Finally, we have a reliable Kansas City Chiefs linebacker. will wonders never see.
4: He stacked it up at the end of the year last year. Uh, so I, you know, I had him high, but I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. So, um, but yeah, he has been outstanding. Let's take a look at the performers from last week. The good defensive lineman uh, of week 12, Brian Burns got to the QB twice. These are all guys rostered over 50%. Jalen Phillips with uh, over 13 points, uh, just at 51%. So he's available in a lot of leagues. Alex Highsmith got to the quarterback again, also forced a fumble. The aforementioned Max Crosby, one and a half sacks this week. Uh, Sam Hubbard, Miles Garrett, Montez Sweat, Leonard Williams, and Bradley Chubb, all eight points or more. More players on the bad game uh, this week uh, from defensive linemen that are rostered over 50%. Donald obviously got hurt. Brady Jarrett. A uh, grave digger. That's two weeks in a row. He's come back down to normal for Javon Hargrave, uh, Nwosu. I think that's two weeks in a row for him on the bad list. Demarcus Lawrence, Quinton Williams, Cam Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Grover Stewart, Trayvon Walker, Thibodeau, Cam Hayward, and Aiden Hutchinson with the donut on Thanksgiving. So a lot of guys are underperforming. Um, you know, there's a lot of high variance among defensive linemen, but we've seen, you know, uh, uh, my boy Cam, who I love, has shown yeah. up on this list. He Couple has disappointed.
5: Times. He has disappointed this
4: year. I Cam mean Jordan, I, don't, I feel like has been a bit of a disappointment as well, right?
5: Well, he's fighting that. He missed missed a game for the first time in his career, had that eye injury. I don't know if yeah. that really had an impact against. You know, it's hard. Jimmy Garoppolo is really not an easy quarterback to sack. And I mean, you look at like Nuosu, if you watch that Seattle Raiders, they got no push. I mean, they got next to no pressure. That's why Jacobs on,
4: had three hundred scrimmage yards.
5: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That bad Seattle defense was back in force in that game. So be interesting to see how they rebound this week. You know, they, they've got the closest thing you're going to get to a gimme in the NFL right now, playing Bryce Perkins and the Rams. If you can't get it done there, you got problems.
4: Yeah. And then with Grover Stewart, who has been just great at getting tackles among uh, defensive tackles here, they just didn't run the ball up to gut that much. The Steelers, you know, Man, he came in that game sick too, so I'm not worried about like guys like on no. Hargrave. Um, how about some potential ads here? Guys that are rostered under 50 percent. Uh, Ed Oliver at 15 and a half points, he had a sack, a forced fumble, and a recovery. Amelie um, Collins for Houston had two sacks, and Gakway had two. Daquan Jones, Hamilton Tuttle, Broderick Washington, Clayes Campbell, Puna Ford, Nunez Roaches, Marcus Haynes. Kingsley and Andrew Billings, uh, Al Woods, and J.J. Watt were all at least eight points or more and rostered under 50%. Not a lot to get excited about. I mean, Ed Oliver's been on fire, but other than that, Gary, maybe Ngakwe. I don't really like anybody else on this list that much.
5: Yeah, Ngakwe's been kind of hot the last three or four weeks, so he would probably top it. And you know, I might add J.J. Watt just for the hell of it because I love sure. J.J. Watt, and he's a nice guy to have on the roster.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A good one. Uh, you know, he got to the quarterback here and that's what you're asking from him these days. In terms of the linebackers, Gary, a lot of good performance here. As always, we had uh, 19 guys score over 12 points. I kind of had to, I usually go to 10. I had to cut it off. So many of these guys are rostered. We know who they are. Olakun had 18 total tackles. Brooks had 16, 15 for Jack Sanborn who you talked about before. Uh, a couple of these guys got to the quarterback. Isaiah Simmons on the good list again, eight solos and uh, another sack. Um, Jordan Hicks got a sack. So to Kirksey and Jalen Phillips, who we talked about before.
3: SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face!
5: (laughs) Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my...
0: In this league.
4: So a lot of the the normal names. The guys that didn't perform, Gary, um, Zayven Collins, Khalil Mack, Kayser White, Devin Lloyd, Matt Judon, Dion Jones, and Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller left on a cart on Thanksgiving. Uh, But Judon didn't get to the QB. It's a little surprising. Uh, especially with the the you know Darisaw was down. Uh, Collins Collins had a pick uh, called back on a penalty, so should have had a decent game, but uh, got screwed out of an interception. I don't know. Are you worried about Devin Lloyd, Kaiser yes, White at all?
5: Very much. I'm worried about Devin Lloyd. He only played thirty something percent of the snaps this past week. Really? Chad Muma. Muma time. We talked about Muma. Chad Muma before the season, man. Chad Muma know. played one hundred percent snaps.
4: Man,
5: yeah, but boy, played like 31 percent, and they had talked about it because Lloyd came out of the gate on absolute fire last month or so. He's been poo, it's just the truth. Well, this Go is call. the first
4: week they flipped, too. I didn't even realize that last week Lloyd was down to 60 percent of the snaps, and mumo was up to 40. And this they week, talked like about after said, 138. After that 60-40
5: game, they talked about, you know, maybe we need to get Muma on the field more, and apparently they made the decision, and then you look, the Jaguars then go out and beat the Ravens. So, I yeah, I'm worried about Lloyd, and I think that you definitely got to put Muma on your list of potential waiver wire. Didn't have great numbers. I think he had nine total tackles, but it was only like four solos. So yeah. not great. Not great, but not terrible. I think you got to, I mean, if you it's just not easy to find a linebacker playing 100% of the snaps 13 weeks in the regular season. So you got to put him on your waiver wire wish list. He was my IDP pickup of the week this week at Fantasy Church.
4: I like it. I like it. Yeah, Chad Mumo. We talked about him uh, before the season. I remember uh, DMing you during the draft, and I went, ugh, Mumo to Jacksonville after they just signed Olekin and they drafted Lloyd. Yikes. Yeah, but, was- you know, this is the point in the season where the, the rookies start to hit the wall. We've seen Damian Pierce hit the wall. Maybe Kenneth Walker is hitting it. Obviously, these guys have been used way more than most rookies. Um, but uh, this is the rookie wall because this is the end of the regular season for college football would be this week, right? Uh, this past week, week 13. This week for college is conference championships. And then we have one more game of bowls. But we have six more weeks of football, of NFL football for these guys. So some of these guys are starting to hit the wall. So not a surprise that – in this week is where we see Devin Lloyd kind of take the downturn here. Um, uh, guys to add, you mentioned Caden Nellis is 19% rostered. Uh, That's 14, ridiculous. 14 tackles uh, for the Saints this week. He has been outstanding. Um, Landon Roberts had uh, 16 points. He had uh, eight solos and a sack. Cody Barton uh, back up to 12 tackles after everyone released him. We talked about James Houston with his two sacks. Those were his only two tackles, 11 uh, total tackles. and um, Or for Ernest Jones, uh, who's been, I think that's like three or four weeks in a row, he's had double-digit tackles. Jones, is, steady his
5: per-snap productivity is great. He plays like 55 60% of the snaps, but fairly consistently goes out there it puts up good numbers, and Seattle's not a terrible matchup. If you think the Seahawks are going to be playing from ahead in that game, which is not exactly a huge stretch, then you're going to see a lot of Kenneth Walker. There should tackle opportunities should be there.
4: Yeah, this was actually one of his lower snap percentages too. But I mean, they're just on defense more. He played um, he played sixty four percent of snaps this week, Gary, uh, and eighty four percent last week. But he had one more snap on defense this week. Because they were on defense so much with Bryce Perkins. So um, you know, uh, they're keeping him right around, I guess maybe 65 sn- or 50 snaps somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh Jalen Smith, Jamin Davis, Damone Clark, um, it was really good. AJ Klein and Keanu Neal on that list as well. So, but I mean, this is Ellis, Ernest, um, Cody Barton. How much what was his snap percentage, Cody Barton? Because we were you all know, we were I'm not a panic sure. button on him. I do know that the last game before the bye, he was up to
5: like eighty percent.
4: But Let's I see if he not, was back up looked. to that. I'm looking at it right now. Carroll uh, he's has 73%. Been, so 56 yeah, P. Carroll been talking
5: him up. Hey, you know what? That's that's good enough. We're yeah, we're gonna have to learn to live with guys that are 70, 75 percent, especially when they're going out and putting up another tackle. So yeah, absolutely. Ellis is far and away the top.
4: Yeah, Ellis and, has been outstanding. He really Like has. you
5: said, Barton's up there. I think Jamin Davis is worth a look because Cole yep. Holcomb is not coming back anytime soon, so that has meant more snaps for Davis, and he has taken advantage of those. So, I mean, the it, waiver or the, you know, under 50% guys could be a lot worse for as late in the season as it is. So, at least if you need a linebacker, there's a few guys to choose from a Landon Roberts, I don't know that I'd go chasing after that because he only played like 45% of the snaps. So I worry that that's, even though they're playing San Francisco, which you think would be a good matchup, I just, it feels like kind of a fluky stat line. So he would be down the list a ways for me. It'd be like an emergency in case Yeah. break glass uh, type of guy.
4: Four defensive backs, I mean, the usual suspects here Julian Love, Derwin James, Legerea Sneed, all 15 points or more. Uh, picks for all three of those guys, Force fumble also for Derwin. Um, Then we have Kenny Moore getting – he got hurt, but he had 10 uh, tackles against Pittsburgh. Their defense was on the field a lot for the Colts last night. Uh, Poyer had 10 tackles as well. Uh, Hufanga had a force fumble. That guy has been outstanding this year. He is kind of big play dependent, but he has been good. Uh, Petrie, Harrison Smith, Mike Edwards, Marlon Humphrey, and Cam Curl all on the good list. The bad list here, Gary, um, Tyran Matthew, only three solo stops. Tariq Woolen didn't get a turnover finally this week. Uh, Jesse Bates, Donovan Wilson, uh, Sauce. Jonathan Owens, bad week after we just talked him up, only one solo and one assist. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson got hurt, and Jeremy Chin back down to – uh, one solo and one, um, or that's it, actually, just one solo. Well, um, I mean,
5: with Chin, they played Denver, whose offense is hot, garbage. Right. That Miami Houston game was weird because Miami raced out to that big lead and then pulled the first team and off. Both sides field. were
4: benching people at the end of the game,
5: right? Right. So I don't know that I'd read too much into that. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, Owens guys.
4: played. I guess he's kind of normal for what he's been, 80% of the snaps. Yeah, but he
5: spent half the damn game going up against Skylar Thompson, and the Dolphins were just yeah. going out there and going three and out over and over and over, and they weren't throwing the ball. I mean, why would you? You're up 30 to nothing.
4: They barely covered after getting out to, like, 27 oh, I, nothing. I don't want
5: to talk about it. I <laughs> thought for sure I was going to get back to work on that one. I
4: was <laughs> Hey, hey, you still won. You'll take it, even if it's close. And yeah, yeah,
5: I didn't have a great week, though. Seven, eight, and one. Ugh.
4: I mean, so would Jesse Bates is somewhere else next year, are we going to be more bought in, or are we taking this season as a warning, Gary?
5: Let's see where he winds up.
4: Okay. That's fair. I'm just a little worried right now.
5: Right now, there's more deep safety than box safety, and before he had overcome that. Yeah. You know, he could land somewhere where maybe they look at him as more of a box safety, so... You know, if I'm a dynasty, if you got a share of Jesse Bates in Dynasty, I wouldn't give him away or drop him or anything. Just sure. stash him, stash him at the back, back end of your bench. Like you said, he's gonna be playing somewhere else next year. So just wait and see. How about Cam Taylor, Britt, IDP gold mine, rookie, corner rule guy.
4: I mean, uh seven solos and an assist for him this week. He's definitely Second, on list.
5: second straight big game.
4: Thirteen points, uh Ruby. And Ford. this week plays the Chiefs. <laughs> yep. Ruby Ford is on this list as well for Green Bay. He was good filling in. Jonathan Jones, Quandre Diggs, Arthur Millette had a sack. Taylor Rapp, Derek Forrest, uh Michael Davis, uh Kyle Duggar. All these guys are under 50%. Duggar's 47, but all these guys, uh, Nick Scott, Marco Wilson, Gilman, Cisco, Blankenship had a pick, Daron Harmon. Did you see Daron Harmon hit? DK Metcalf as hard as he possibly could. And Metcalf acted like a mosquito landed on his arm. Like he (laughs) didn't, like he didn't even hit him. It was unbelievable. But uh, obviously you're big on Cam Taylor Britt. That's a great call, especially with them playing Kansas City this week. Kansas City allowing the second most passing touchdowns this year. So since he's definitely going to be passing against them. Um, Is there anybody else that, that uh, who else did you put in your article? You want to pick up at defensive back?
5: Oh, I, I think I had Ader Amos in there. Nine tack, at least nine tackles in three straight games. I'm not sure who's going to fill in for Eddie Jackson yet. So I'm a little leery of investing heavily in because DeAndre Houston Carson played last week, but he was kind of playing in place of Brisker. So if Brisker comes back, I'm not sure if it'll be Houston Carson or if it'll be uh, uh, Dane Crookshay. Yeah. Oh, um, not great. Yeah.
4: Either way. Yeah.
5: you're yeah, Right. Um, Deron Harmon's not a bad pickup. I mean, he's not great. He's not going to go out there and get 12, 15 tackles, but he's also probably not going to go out there and get two.
4: He's been get, decent as a, you know, the right. John Abram replacement. He's been fine. Yeah. Right.
5: He's playing every snap and, or just about every snap. So he'd be another guy that I'd look at. Hey, Your odds are this late in the season, you're not looking, at least I'm not because I don't look for, I don't necessarily look for my defensive backs to put up a huge game. My right. team is built around defensive linemen and linebackers. And then I just want a defensive back who's not going to go out there and crack the bed, and Deron yeah. Harmon is that kind of guy.
4: I'm with you. All right, I think that's everything, Gary. I mean, these shows are getting quicker, but we know who the guys are uh, for the most part. You know, uh, there's injuries to deal with. There's little things uh, in the season. But, yeah, that's why I asked you the uh, question at the beginning of the show is just to see who we completely turned around on, and there are some good names in there.
5: So, now don't start me on Chandler Jones. I'll just wet loose with a string of obscenities.
4: You, you, I didn't mention his thing.
5: You man, mentioned him. damn yeah. vet. Oh my god, my defensive line and/or edge rushers, depending on whether you're playing true position or not, just killing me in so many leagues because I Leonard Floyd and Chandler Jones and guys like that everywhere, and they ain't done.
4: Well, you took those guys in different spots. Leonard Floyd was free. Chandler Jones wasn't. You know, so. Um, yeah, but
5: I got Jones fairly late. That's one of the reasons that I wound up with so many of these kind of aging veteran edge guys. Was I waited a little bit? And I'm like, because especially if you play in a league like with true position where you've got the three, four rush linebackers in there too
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live
1: with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
6: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.
7: In this league
1: is
2: cooking.
7: Welcome in friendos to the In This League fantasy baseball podcast. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. It's an offseason episode. It's best ball time. That's right. Bogman and I conducted and are still conducting a best ball draft on the interwebs on fan tracks with some of our favorites over in the ITL army. We've got one going on and what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you guys about best balls. We're going to talk to you about what happened in the drafts. We're going to talk to you about some of the highest projections as far as points go, because uh, Bogman, it's points. It's not always Roto. My brain instantly goes to um, the TGFBI standard of things, and also NFBC formats have a lot of rotisserie. But what you learn when you go out into the wild, Bogman, is everything is not the same like fan tracks. When you create one, we have not found a way to create a rotisserie version or take underdog, (laughs) for uh, example. They're not even open, but they only do a points-based best ball. So they're not all created equal. And this is a points-based best ball that we'll be breaking down and talking about today.
4: Yeah, and that's pretty much all you can play now. So uh, in terms of best ball. So I'm sure there's – you you can on like NFBC and stuff, but – um, very few places are open right now, or just ready to go with like yeah. a best ball format that is not points. So- I mean, it's
7: literally it is literally Fantrax and NFPC is where you're doing it. Uh, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, like I said, I actually talked with Underdog, and Underdog does not have their uh, best ball formats going quite yet. So those are the two places. There is, I, I noticed in like the Fantrax lobby, you can like sign up on a rotisserie, but if you want to make any custom ones, I mean, you got to have a degree in learning. To be able to <laughs> put that bad boy together because you, you couldn't figure it out. And you're kind of like the commission wiz, wizard You couldn't figure out where the hell. Yeah, you there's definitely people
4: that history. are better than me, but, but I, you know, I'm Agreed sitting there that. like you, you can do all, all thank you. Uh y- You can do <laughs> all of the, uh the stats and everything, but what you can't do is make it. So it like automatically puts the best player each day into the spot. So you would still have to manually change your own lineup, even if you can't do any movement. So, we're not doing that, you know. Nope. That's way too much work. Just you so, just want to sign up with it. But either way, what we're gonna do make is make it work- easy. I don't understand why or, like if you can do it for points, you could do it for roto. I don't understand why it doesn't work. Why is there not just a button you can click to go from points to roto? But yeah. I'm not running anything, so there you go. Yes, sir. So uh we're gonna be breaking down a points-based
7: mocked uh real draft for money that i totally knew was points based when i made my first pick i totally did not think it was roto based <laughs> which we'll talk about and uh well, yeah, sure we'll tell you that's about...
4: my fault too so
7: yeah i you know. mean yeah a little bit i should have looked though i should yeah. i should have looked but yeah, i also no, broke no. the news to you i also it's not, the news it's not, not you,
4: my fault way. no you didn't i knew it was points but, oh, but okay. i mean uh, I just assumed everyone knew it was points because I assumed if you sign up for a league and put money into it, maybe Ooh. you look at the, the settings at all, but I
7: no, 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 but see, that's just you and me I
4: thing, I guess it's just it's, me, you, <laughs> you know, and I have think been having people this
7: people look at no, their, no, 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 uh, their rules you know, this, the you should know this by now, you and I have been having this debate for five years because not to your fault, you will do for listener leagues. You'll set up a listener league. And then something will happen and, compl- and someone will complain and you'll be like, well, I assume people – or we'll do our, our uh, entry leagues. You'll be like, well, I assume – and I'm like, nope, stop there because you should never assume that everyone will do all the things. There's
4: always, oh, okay. always you know, going to be people. Let me rephrase it. Instead of me assuming people will do their stuff, how about I just say, whose fault is it for not looking? That's yeah. all I'll oh, say for now And I agree.
7: And 100%. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but you should never assume – but you, that, that's You're in right. the discussion we talk about when it's like there are things to tell people – And I think it was even like our like brains just opened up like, oh, yeah, crap. We we were thinking 100 percent rotisserie best ball. We didn't even think points. Probably something that people need to pay attention to when you're jumping into those. Uh, And you should look and you should definitely look. So we'll be breaking all of that bad boy down. And we might even have a NFBC one next week. We've got (laughs) to we got to come to terms. Bogman, I have to come to terms with it because I can't play and Bogman doesn't want to set lineups. So we've got to figure out how to I'm uh, done
4: setting lineups. I will do no. There's no more TG FBI for me. There's no more other distracting. I'm done. There's no more. I just won't pay attention. You know, uh, I I did. um, I have too many teams in too many spots uh, and with daily moves for most of my leagues because I like daily moves, but I don't like daily moves for. Uh, 30,000 teams. So, yeah. Well, uh, these, these are weekly moves and NFC. Yeah. These are like weekly moves. That's yeah. It. I understand they're weekly moves, but that means if you forget on Sunday, you're just screwed. So, you know, also don't like that. And because Sunday is my most distracting. My
7: best game, balls so. are designed. So I think we just got to make sure we're looking in the right spot. I,
4: because I believe, if I
7: remember correctly, now that I'm looking at this, we got to look at the rules. I think these, um, these bad boys, these 50s, these NFBC 50s, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any lineup settings. The more that I look at it, I think it's supposed to be a a traditional best ball. So all I'm getting at is it's kind of a best ball time, best ball points today and best ball next week on the rotisserie. I think we're going to do an NFBC 50, which we are going to be filling in the ITL army. It is officially December. It is the final month, final month of this damn year. And we really hope you guys want to ball out with us because this is going to be a big month hey, we're going to be doing an NFBC draft. We might do one or two more. Bogman and I are going to obviously share a team in that one. But you have an opportunity to play with us in that format, in other formats of best balls. Join up with mock drafts. Plus, this is a huge month because I am like 99% done with my writing in the fantasy black book, which means I'm going to be finalizing my redraft ranks, which I've been working on as they've gone through each position. I'm going to be putting that on Patreon this month with the prospect, uh, top 500, the Dynasty, and P1 ADPs are starting next week for a prospect ADP. We are dropping it hard this month over on our Patreon, and we're getting you prepped for fantasy baseball right now. If you guys want to come out big, you want to support us, please consider coming and checking us out at InThisLeague.com. You'll get those ranks for only the $5 level. You want to boost up a little bit, you can be a part of the community, hook up with the guys in the group me rooms to set up leagues, maybe NFBCs, and that's where we fill our mock drafts. And any type of best ball that we're going to do. And you are directly supporting us. That is like how we keep surviving and we can make more content. I got ideas for more content this year. We just got to make sure everybody is coming out for us, hanging with us, and uh, check it out today. Inthisleague.com. Come and sign up. Even if you just want to give it a one month trial, do it to end out the year. And we would be very, very happy with you. Inthisleague.com takes you to the Patreon. Sign up today. We salute you. Hopefully, not the few. But the very proud ITL Army members. We've got some news, Bogman, and the big. Si- I think this is actually a big signing. I know there I saw some like lateral takes on it and whatnot. But Jose Abreu signed with the Astros, and he had been rumored to go to the Padres. I think this is a win-win on both sides. It is a huge win for the Astros, upgrading for even though. Jose Abreu is like Yuli Gurriel on steroids, if you know what I mean. Like, they're kind of the same player, except Abreu has theoretical better power numbers in the past. It's just kind of wavered a little bit as he's gotten older. probably
4: will with the Crawford boxes.
7: But now you're going to go into a more hitter-friendly environment with, you know, the White Sox are uh, definitely a team, like, on the rise. But you want to compare rbi and run opportunities on the white Sox and astros that ain't the same it ain't the same when you got altuve and bregman and kyle tucker you're in a you're in a altuve bregman tucker sandwich compared to like eloy jimenez and luis robert who combined maybe play 160 games a year it's not and yoan Moncada is just a shell Moncada now is just a shell of any offense this is a much better environment it's a much better lineup around him He has a chance to really pop actually wrote some stuff about uh, some of the underlying numbers on him that should have rebounded regardless this year of his destination. I'm very, very much about this move, but though I know a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, it's kind of lateral. No, I think, I think this moved him maybe even a tier up of more consistency.
4: Uh, For him, it absolutely is a move up. I think the move from, you know, the Mancini Gurriel stack uh, might be somewhat lateral for the Astros, but, but for him, this is a fantastic spot, like you said. All the thing you the, you just said, the underlying numbers are great. The lineup is better. The ballpark is better. Um, yeah, this is a huge signing, and really the the first and only big signing that we've had so far. Which still just drives me nuts. Like, why is Aaron Judge not well, signed yet?
7: Come I on. mean, okay, you you say that it's about to pick up. The winter meetings are kicking off next week as we're recording this podcast. Things are going to boost. Uh, by the way, here's a, a note I had on. uh, A brief, a little little preview of the fantasy black book because I'm doing a whole bunch more on this. Uh, ISO this year dropped from 300 in 2020 down to 141. He had a power decrease that was highlighted by his launch angle, which um, uh, which was a low launch angle, and the first time he had a home run fly ball ratio that was under 9.6. But he still had a top 10 percentile in exit velocity, or uh, exit velocity and x slug. He was out there. I mean, one of the unique things I put up was that I like this one. If you looked at based on his expected home runs in different MLB ballparks and baseball savant, Abreu would have hit 20 homers or more with eight different teams and one team, which is pretty easy to guess. He would have hit 28 homers. So Mm -hmm. eight different teams. He would have been able to pop over 20 homers with, I think, some low lining stuff that didn't work in his way. I just, even if he dude, it's like 22 homers, he might push his RBI and run totals than he's ever done before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I
4: don't know. I I'm about this move. I mean, he's won an MVP before, right? So, uh, you know, he, he's been, he's been huge in the past. I think he's past that his prime, obviously, you know, he's older guy. I, was he the last defector from Cuba to come over to the United States? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he was the That's last. I remember, uh it, the war, like he can't i think he came over during the last world Baseball didn't because he came right? after puig, right
7: Classic. didn't he come yes. after puig mm-hmm. yeah puig <laughs> oof, puig's in some trouble boy uh, puig oh, wow. is in some trouble yeah did you see he admitted Puig admit uh well he lied and then it got admitted that he uh was gambling like oh crazy degree there's a story i read this whole story about it so like he, he lied under oath which is gonna really ding him, obviously. <laughs> and he was betting to a point where he owed a bookie like two hundred grand that they were coming for him. And like he had like he like cut a check one round. I think they came to the ballpark or whatever. He like cut a check for them for like two hundred grand. Like it was messy and dirty and he lied about it. And I think he's gonna be extradited to the US if I if I'm understanding that correctly. I don't know. It's dirty. He's done. He had kind of this nice little revamp in, uh, the KBO, I think it is. And then he had that fun little Twitter exchange about like, Hey, my mental health and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, you probably were holding in some serious stuff, like, you know, gambling excessively on sports. Uh, and I believe baseball as well. So, um, it's pretty bad, pretty bad for Puig. So, so um, yeah. Puig, Puig not your friend right now, unfortunately. Yeah. That's mm. the story. We were supposed to
4: write about him the whole time. Mm. Oh, Interesting. Is
7: that, is that what you're going to do? You're going <laughs> to do the whole life. oh, we so write about him. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Abreu, as far as his ADP, I believe he was going And let's take a look here. Let's do a control. Uh, he was going 125 with a high now of 85, though. It was not in the top 100. Uh, a week or so ago over 55 drafts on nfbc he's that got that ADP. Lineup will
4: help you so i
7: think he could crack the top 100 like you have reese hoskins above him i wouldn't be surprised to see him go above um but we'll see you know we'll see how the whole thing goes it's uh it's manic how values and stuff go you don't want to get too ahead of yourself but this is a pretty good signing uh some other important ones that are looming we're also going to talk about some rumors aaron judge the Rumor going out there is going to make his decision soon. And again, you know, you're you're complaining about everything. The winter meetings are, I believe, this weekend. I think they start this weekend and that's going to get things going. I think they go throughout the week. So the expectation is we're going to have some serious movement. The Diamondbacks, Mike Hazen has talked about that, that any moves are going to get big here. I think uh, you don't want again. You don't want to get like too excited about it, but I think you're going to see some of the big dogs
4: fall off of this market here. Well, this and is Aaron where we have the big trades. The big trades always come from the uh, the off season trades always come from the winter meetings. I'm just surprised by the lack of signings because these guys have been available
0: The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
1: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home, the place that's filled with memories the early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust
6: Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That fellas, just how it works. $15 for it. In this league. What's does- this? In this league. <laughs> if you have to ask, big man. You can't afford
7: it. They just don't want to spend, spend ready to they, sign. You know, baseball, baseball is like, uh, it's more tooth pulling. They just don't want to spend right away and they have to keep proving it. And they have to agents have to say, this team's involved and blah, blah, blah. It's so much more of a grind in baseball free agency than it is anywhere else. Like in basketball, here's the reason. Money is, is guaranteed. You know what the money is. Capped. Yes. Yeah. Well, if well, have basketball, in, it same is Same thing capped. in
4: NFL. It, it's, it's, um, it, you know, it's. Uh, well, in baseball, what I'm saying is there's there's it's a lot of money and it's all guaranteed. In football and basketball, there you know how much money and it's capped. So yeah, basketball so it's literally spend. like
7: here is what the max is. That's right. That. And football is it's a relative rough structure. Uh, with un exactly with unguaranteed baseball, it's just an absolute mess. So I think that's why it's a much bigger sure. dance. Jacob Degrom, uh, rumored. The rumors have been going with the Rangers. I, there's something about the Rays having interest. There's no chance. There's no chance they're going to spend that money. I know the Mets are still looking at potentially coming back, but the, the Rangers are the most fascinating, just you know, simply because of I, the cost and how much they've been
4: spending. I wouldn't count the Rays completely out. I'd say it's an out of character move for them, but it's all you know. I think it might be the point where they're pushing some chips in. We saw the D-backs do this with Granke and then with Bumgarner afterwards where they give a guy too much money hopefully they see what happened to arizona and they don't do that um i think texas is still the most likely i think the, the Rays
7: way. are. i think it's a joke i think that is the team just being like we're
4: interested yeah but you thought I that don't. when we signed Granky, and you thought that when we signed bomb garner so like i'm just all well, i actually really stupid the rays have yeah. no history of spending money Neither did the Diamondbacks, dude, until Diamondbacks they like, bought championships. Randy, yeah. The first four years when Jerry Colangelo literally went broke, that was the only time they spent money. I mean, it was at a character. But I'm saying the field. Rays
7: have no history of, of big spending. So I have a hard time believing one of the top pitchers on the market is that they're going to go and get. I mean, for, you're I mean, probably
4: I, right. I'm just saying like, they're looking for somebody. It's not going to be DeGrom. It looks like they're ready yeah. to spend money somewhere. So I I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be an enormous contract like, you know, Verlander or DeGrom or something, but they're ready to push the chips in somewhere. So they'll sign some, some point. I mean, DeGrom statistically
7: would be fun. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just not the destination. I think it will be. Um, There's mutual interest between the Phillies and Trey Turner.
1: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
6: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.